alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 14th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody and I'm joined by Phil, now in a new location because the CIA was after him and he had to relocate, is that correct? That is correct, Cody. <laughs> I had to split. I, I, if the CIA was after you, I still don't think you could just move away from them, right? I think they'd be pretty insistent on capturing you. No, they would probably like know that I was moving away before I was even thinking about moving away, <laughs> and probably they would know like where I'd want to move before I even like looked it up. So, have you made sure all of your consumables have not been poisoned? Well, I did throw out a lot of my old food, so okay. You know, any any plans they had, pretty much, those <laughs> went out the window. So, uh, so how was the move? How was your new place? Uh, it's good. It's uh, it's a lot bigger than my last apartment. It's like seven hundred square feet. So, I've got like uh, an actual dining room area now, <laughs> and uh, a porch or a patio, I guess you call it. So, does, two sliding doors to it. So, it's good. Does it kind of look like? shape wise of your your apartment that i like when i was there i visited no it's a lot more open is it uh okay yeah so like the kitchen and the dining room and living room are a lot more like it's a lot more spacious so you in uh you enjoying your new man i guess crib (laughs) because you're by yourself now i guess yeah the whole thing's the cave so yeah Yeah. i was gonna say I i forgot what they called that thing but uh anything anything exciting happened to you this week no, not really. Uh, yeah, I just kind of got a little bit of the sticker shock when I found out how much it was going to be. So it's oh, uh, the rent, the rent. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a grand. So, OK, well, that's probably pretty close to average for Arizona, isn't it? Yeah, for for Mesa Tempe area, it's pretty average. I mean, in Pittsburgh, I pr- could probably rent out the mayor's <laughs> house for like eleven hundred bucks, but <laughs> You know, you got to take what you can get and it's decent for what I pay for it. So that uh, that's a good question. We should look up the real estate report for Pittsburgh because I I literally have no idea. I assume. OK, Pittsburgh's definitely smaller than uh, Philadelphia, right? Oh, yeah. A lot smaller. But Dan Marino grew up in Pittsburgh or did he just go to college there? I know for sure he went to college there. I'm not sure about growing up there. He might have grown up in Pennsylvania. For sure, but because I know that was like his home state. So I want to ask you: um, Do you remember watching him play on TV? Ooh, his latter years, I remember. Uh, I do. I remember. Let's see. I remember Elway, Marino, um, like the old guys. I I don't remember. I remember Young playing. Okay. Like like the last of that old crop of quarterbacks. I remember playing. Like. I I wasn't really paying attention to football in their prime necessarily, but I've heard some ramblings that, okay, obviously, let's say Joe Montana or 
Tom Brady are probably the best overall quarterbacks, but like Marino might have been the greatest like passing quarterback. Do you know what I mean? Like he's the best. Like he had such a good arm. He's super accurate. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see that. Uh, did you ever watch a 30 for 30 where all of them were drafted? Uh, the the big quarterback draft? No, I haven't. I, I need to watch it though. Yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, Marino actually slid in the draft quite a bit. Um, Elway was the obvious number one pick, but there was a big controversy with him wanting to go play baseball if I believe the Colts <laughs> picked him up, yeah. which then they did pick him up and he was like, well, go fuck yourself. But then I, he got traded to the to Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry. I think overall Marino is definitely better than Elway. Yeah, there's um, – do you remember the quarterback Jim Kelly? Yeah, I know. I remember. He was – yeah, he actually went to four Super Bowls, which I didn't I didn't remember I didn't realize that he was the Bills quarterback for their four failed Super Bowl attempts. <laughs> a lot of people make fun of him for that, but like getting to the Super Bowl four times, like I still remember that because like right in the midst of obviously the Cowboys dynasty and then you had the Bills who kept going and losing every year. That was like right around the starter jackets were getting really big. Do you remember those? Yeah, I remember that shit. I had a Cowboys starter jacket. Yeah, everybody had a Cowboys one or Vikings for where we were located. But uh, like Bills never, I've never seen anybody who had a Bills one. And they were probably like the number two team in the league through all of that. I remember when we, uh, well, no, you weren't in first grade with me. But in first grade, the teachers told us that if the Bills won the Super Bowl, we would get uh, like a pizza party and then the next day off or something like that. Ooh. It was like huge. So we were all rooting for the Bills. <laughs> Little did we know they didn't have a fucking chance in hell of winning that Super Bowl. That w- so. It was probably that one where they lost like 52 to 10 or something too. Yeah, the one where they just got fucking lambasted. <laughs> yeah, that was it was probably that one. <laughs> I can say this, like as a Vikings fan, we've been um, snake bitten quite a bit. But then you think of... Your team going to the Super Bowl four years in a row and losing every year. Yeah, you you can't get much sadder than that. Especially if you're from Buffalo and that's kind of all you have. Yeah, I like, know. I hear, it, I hear it's a great city, but... I think like, it's just like really cold and obviously the Buffalo Wings are like what's popular. And I think Niag- or, yeah, Niagara Falls is right by there, right? Yeah, it's really close. Yeah, so I'm sure it's a beautiful place it's just not like a big city or whatever yeah especially being a small market i mean buffalo is the only team they've got but the bills (laughs) is the only team buffalo's got so that's a good point well should we should we dive in here um i once again have no idea what we're talking about so i'm gonna be as surprised as the audience is but i'll let phil take over here all right. So, you know, lately uh, I've, we've been talking kind of a lot about like underground societies and reptilians. Yep. And in general, like just uh, ancient stories of people living underground. So this kind of got me thinking about a story that I've actually read a lot of times on the Internet recently. And it might possibly involve underground humans <laughs> or even hollow earth theory. Hell yeah. So, so yeah. you're diving in this bitch then. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm I'm coming I'm actually gearing up a little bit for a Hollow Earth theory podcast, but I'm working towards it. So <laughs> await that in a couple of weeks. But yeah. let me ask you, Cody, have you ever heard of the village of Woolpit 
in Suffolk County, England. I certainly have not. I've heard of Suffolk County, obviously, but I've never heard of whatever that town is. Yeah, so you, uh, well, you've definitely been to Suffolk County, England. Um, so basically, I wish that I had heard this story and where it was located back when I lived there um, <laughs> because I Google mapped it and it's only about like less than 30 miles away from Woolpit from where I was living in, in Hawkwold. As I was thinking of that, is that what was the name of the town you lived in? I For some reason, Brandon always came to my mind, but I didn't think that was it. Yeah, Brandon is where you got off the train. Um, okay. And then you had to drive a few miles. It's called Hawkwold Come Wilton. Okay. Well, I hope uh, some of our European fans are listening to this. I wonder if they they know where that is because, like, you were living in the middle of fucking nowhere. So I'm assuming it now is this further north then? So Woolpit is actually in East Anglia. Uh, it's about two and a half hours northeast of London. And basically the biggest cities around there. Uh, let me get a little bit about Suffolk County. So it's in the east of England. And uh, the entire area is really big, like a hotbed for Anglo-Saxon archaeology. Its largest cities are Ipswich, which is 133,000 people about. Bury St. Edmunds. Uh, 40,000. That's the one that has the really big cathedral that we went to. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's that close. We literally like drove there. Oh, really? Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Mildenhall, which is the village outside of RAF Mildenhall, 10,000 people. And then Woodbridge, which I don't know if you've ever heard the RAF Woodbridge Rendlesham Forest story. Yeah. I have, I've definitely am familiar with Rendlesham. It's the uh, amazing yeah. story. So Woolpit is actually just a few miles away from Woodbridge. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's really close. Now I'm really, so, I'm hold on. I'm really wondering if Woodbridge has a single Woodbridge in the entire town. What do you think? Well, it is on a river <laughs> right next to the, <laughs> right next to this, uh, the, the water. So, I mean, I'm I'm guessing that they've gotten rid of the wood bridge and probably put up a concrete steel one. But that'd be amazing if like they refused to tear down the wood bridge just for heritage, and it's like the most dangerous bridge in England because it's so unstable. I wouldn't doubt it. They love their tiny little roads over there, so <laughs> they it's do. probably wide enough for one horse to drive to ride through. But they have like four lanes of traffic on it. I I still remember I you were driving to London. We were gonna hop a train or get on the um, the London Underground, and we were trying to find a parking spot. And someone was just like riding a horse through town. I re- I still remember that. I'm like Jesus. We're like really close to the city. Yeah, we were just on the outskirts. It was the <laughs> it was the last stop of I forgot what the what the actual town is like the last stop for that line but yeah horses just yeah crazy like (laughs) you wouldn't think like on the outskirts of london you just see horses riding around but hey more power to them i guess people should know how much you hate driving in uh, around there too (laughs) well they should know that i hate driving in general but especially especially (laughs) the closer you get to london the worse it is so (laughs) anyway continue yeah so um, obviously, anyone who's listening to this podcast and has heard this legend before knows that Woolpit is actually home to uh, a conspiracy or a legend about two green children who kind of came out of nowhere one day. So, legend, what's that? 
Oh, I was just going to say, uh, interesting because I've, huh, I've never heard of this. I'm really curious now. Yeah. So legend says that some farmers were harvesting the fields near the village of Woolpit and heard screams from what sounded like children. The farmers investigated and found two small children, a boy and a girl, near the opening of one of the many wolf pits dotting the area. Now, the wolf pits that dot the area is actually where the town's name Woolpit comes from. So, Okay, is that, a, uh, is that a, uh, essentially just a cave system, or is that like a sinkhole, or what is that? I didn't really get like a good idea of it. I at first when I was reading this, I thought like maybe there were actual wolves who you know, but I don't think it's that. I think they're just kind of like these little caves. Yeah, yeah. I I just envisioned like obviously say where we grew up in Iowa, we get sinkholes, which are affected, uh, you know, essentially leading to kind of cave systems or whatever. So I kind of just assumed that might be what it is. Yeah, this whole area is like right <laughs> on the water. So mm. I'm guessing that there's a lot of unstable ground in the area. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, continue. So these children were kind of weird when the farmers came up on them. Uh, they were screaming in an unknown language, had a greenish hue to their skin, and they were wearing clothing made of an unfamiliar material that the simple farmers had never seen before. Hmm. Interesting. I was almost going to be like, do they have jaundice? But I think you turn yellow when you have that. Yeah, that's all coming up in the theories, but okay. it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of theories on this one. So I'll leave that towards the end though. Perfect. Uh, so the farmers, according to legend, took the children to the home of Richard de Colon. I'm probably not saying his name right, but he was a, a local knight and, um, the villagers attempted to take care of the very small, odd looking children. So, uh, so sorry, what, what year is this? Do you know? Oh, this was, uh, a, sorry, I should have mentioned that before. This all took place in, uh, between like it's 11, it's during the reign of King Stephen. So it all took place in the early, uh, 1100s. Damn. Um, there's, there's not really like a nailed down date for like when okay. these kids showed up just because obviously, you know. Records weren't really kept that well back then. So. Okay. Well, you said night, so I'm like, it has to be pretty old. So that's just why I just want to make sure. But, so technically the date, I mean, really doesn't matter because it's so fucking old. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically they still have nights, but they're not, you know. <laughs> it's, it's So are you saying this was Sean Connery and Elton John who <laughs> saved these two green children? <laughs> Yeah, Sean Connery and Richard Branson are out there fucking people up taking green kids. But no, so yeah, it's a feudal, it's feudal England. So okay. there's knights, you know, kind of around. But he probably would have been like the rich guy in town, okay, or in the area. So gotcha. So basically, uh, they took in these kids. The children, according to legend, were said to not eat anything or drink anything that was offered to them. Uh, this was until one of the villagers brought in some beanstalks. So when the children looked at the beanstalks, they immediately <laughs> grabbed at them and started splitting open the actual, like, the beanstalks itself. And they said that they looked very disappointed when the beanstalks were empty. One of the caretakers actually grabbed the pod, one of the pods, and showed them that if they opened up the pods, the beans were inside, which then they immediately started eating the beans. So they actually supposedly thought that the beans would be inside the stalks. Hmm. So they recognized the bean stalks, but they didn't realize that the pods would be 
full of the beans and not the stocks, which is kind of a weird little part of the story. Okay. It's very strange. Maybe it's insinuating that where they they come from, maybe the beans are located in the stocks. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking the story is getting to. Um, the thing about the story is they wouldn't actually eat anything except for green beans after this point. So really, this was the only food that they ate. Okay. you know, Just green beans. I'm just going to – I need to get this out of the way right now, but I – when you said two green children, I was like, is a jolly green giant an estranged father? And then you said they started eating green beans, and I'm just like, this it's just falling into place perfectly. Yeah. They could have actually <laughs> taken advantage of the legend and, you know. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, I didn't even think about that. No one really knows the uh, patronage of these children, so <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe they got a super tall uh, – Deep-voiced uh, green giant <laughs> who, who maybe just wanted to get rid of him for a little bit. I was going to say, I, was, I assumed he was just a deadbeat dad and just kind of left him there for somebody else to take <laughs> care of. Yeah, he'd, uh, who knows, it could possibly, maybe your theory could pan out. <laughs> he left him there and headed for Pittsburgh. Yep. <laughs> Where he became Big Ben. A lot of people don't know that. There you go. So soon after being found, uh, legend has it that the young boy became very ill and eventually died. The girl, however, uh, became healthier and even lost the greenish hue to her skin, eventually even learning the local language of the villagers of Woolpip. She later would grow to adulthood and marry a local man. And I could not find <laughs> what this man's name possibly was. So don't ask what the dude's name was. but I... I don't know who would marry a p p weird plant girl who came out of the ground. Did it say why he, the brother died or the boy died? He just just died. He just he just got sick and died. That's mm. all that the story says. Mm. So okay, all yeah. right, interesting. So when the girl learned the local language of the people of Woolpit, uh, the caretakers obviously had a lot of questions for her. She told the caretakers that she and her brother came from a land with no sun. Uh, I, w I imagine that like the locals probably thought to the kids like, yeah, no shit, we don't either. So <laughs> if you've ever been to that part of England, it's... <laughs> I was going to say that's a deep jab at England right there, Phil. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a little... I only saw the fucking sun for like 11 days out of the four years <laughs> I lived there. So That's a good one. The place, yeah, the place that she claimed to be from was called St. Martin's Land. And the people who lived in St. Martin's Land lived in perpetual twilight. All of them had the same green-colored skin, uh, is what she told the villagers about her people. Hmm. Is that is is that a piece on a Monopoly board? What's that? St. Martin's St. Place? Isn't that a, a Oh, a property. Yeah. Isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I don't, it might be St. Charles Place. I don't know. It's probably St. Charles Place and a <laughs> combination of two. I think that they're all properties in Atlantic City. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I think that's how it's supposed to go. Okay, but, so is she is she insinuating maybe she's green because they never see the sun? I'm thinking that that's what the story is trying to get to is okay. because eventually she does get the color like – out of her skin. The greenish color leaves her skin. Hmm. So, okay. Um, according to the legend, obviously, but 
So how she like what she told the villagers about how she came to be in Woolpit, she said that she and her brother had heard bells and became entranced and eventually found themselves in the opening of the pit. Uh, they saw the light at the end of the tunnel and just kind of wound up in the field. Hmm, weird. Yeah, so the girl, like I said before, had a long and full life after recovering, but was able, never able to give anything more, like really to help uh, the people that would take care of her solve the mystery of where she and her brother came from and also who they might be. I feel like they could have just went back to where she emerged from <laughs> and went in there, right? Yeah, you would think that they would possibly like have some kind of a search out there. Like maybe there's a green mama and papa like <laughs> out there looking for their kids or, you know. Well, we know the jolly green giant isn't looking for his kids. <laughs> He's a no. capitalist now. A <laughs> little bit worried about child support. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't want him taking his vegetable money. You know how pain of an ass it is to cash those big checks. So. <laughs> So uh, where I got this was uh, this all from was from a few different sites on the Internet. Uh, basically, there were like tons of books and articles written about this kind of topic. Uh, it's wound up in a lot of books. One of the famous books that they all get their information from is from Thomas Knightley's book published in 1850 called The Fairy Mythology. Hmm. So this this book uh, takes its story from two extremely early sources from around the year 1200, which were written around 60 years after the time that the green children were said to have been found. Okay. So these two books are Historia Rerum Anglicarum by <laughs> William of Newber, who lived from 1136 to 1198, and Chronicon Anglicanum, by Ralph of Kogashow Abbey, who lived around the time of 1277. He I, didn't have a specific dates for his his time. So. Can you can you imagine seeing those book titles on like a New York bestsellers list? Yeah, I'm not really sure if these are all <laughs> like if this is all Latin or it sounds how, like a uh, fucking spell book when you were reading it. It <laughs> sounds like a fucking Harry Potter spell book or something. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that all of these old books were written in Latin. So mm. I'm guessing that these because it kind of sounds like Latin if you've taken a lot of science classes or a Latin class, obviously. Yeah. But um, so so the guy who wrote the book on the fairies is taking like his inspiration from those two books, correct? Yes. So Knightley's uh, Knightley's account um, is mostly just a translation of Ralph of Kogashow Ab Abbey's story. And then some parts he takes from William of Newburgh's book. Okay. Now so I, it's mostly Ralph of Kogashell Abbey's story. No, I, I guess I didn't hear if you mentioned or not. Is is this guy claiming it's a fiction or nonfiction book? Um, so apparently both of those early books are like supposedly well, one of them is kind of a history of the county, and then another one um, written by Ralph is kind of a collection of weird stories, kind of like mythology type mm. stories. Like one is of a merman. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of different stories in this book. Well, kind of like a, a local history of crazy mythical shit that happened in there. I was going to say, like, I've read a lot of uh, 
uh, like English legends about fairies or Irish le- legends about fairies. You know what I it, That was kind of like they believe they are real. Yeah. So a lot of uh, a lot of the old mythology says that fairies were real. I mean, if you go to Iceland, you can actually take classes to be like a fairy, not a fairy hunter because they don't hunt them, obviously. <laughs> but like someone who like lives amongst fairies and they're basically just tossing their money down the fucking drain. But well, we learned from Ocarina of Time, you just need a bottle and they just instantly go in there, don't they? Yeah. All you need to do is just open it and then the music starts and they just pop right in. Yeah. You get fully rejuvenated. (laughs) God, that was a great game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. We wasted a lot of time playing that motherfucker. (laughs) It was good though. It's a legendary game. Yeah, so I'm going to go into a little bit. Uh, I actually, I I got a little bit of a synopsis from both of the books from the websites. And I'm going to go into Historia Rerum Anglicarum from William of Newburgh, his account first. Because I kind of like this one a little bit better. Seems a little bit more like it's, he's actually trying to tell a history, like a legitimate, he did some investigating. So his account was written in 1196. He did not actually witness the green children, and he hadn't apparently seen any evidence of them um, or evidence that they had existed at all. Um, And the girl who survived, supposedly, was probably dead by the time he had written this book. Um, I am going to mention that it is a little weird that you think like a town, a village of like a very few people, and he goes to this village in, and does investigating and actually speaks to people who supposedly knew this woman. You would think that he would know, like, if she did get married, you would think that he would know, like, possibly her children or grandchildren. Yeah, like, obviously back then people didn't really migrate out of the towns that they were born in. So I'm pretty sure he'd be able to find the lineage. Yeah, you probably died in the same barn that you were born in. <laughs> so I mean, That's so fucking that's depressing. A- I know it is. God. <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, getting away from that, uh, the story was taken, like I said before, from all these like supposed witnesses that he had met. So his account is really the only one with alleged quotes from the children and they named their home St. Martin's Land. So his his account is the one who actually says they're from St. Martin's Land. Okay. All right. So um, in his book on the topic of how the children actually came to Woolpit, William quotes the children as saying, We only remember this, that on a certain day when we were feeding our father's flock in the fields, we heard a great sound, such as we are now accustomed to hear at St. Edmund's when the bells are chiming. And whilst listening to the sound in admiration, we became on a sudden as it were, entranced and found ourselves among you in the fields where you were reaping. So I'm guessing St. Edmund's is maybe, it's either the cathedral in Bury, or it maybe is a church that used to be in Bury, St. Edmund's. But I don't know how old that cathedral is, so. So is, am I hearing this right? The the girl is, is, before they were found, she was helping her father with his a uh, flock or whatever. Yeah, she and her brother were feeding their father's flocks in the okay. fields in St. Martin's Land. Hmm. So what I'm trying to piece together here is like if we're to believe these people are real, then literally in inside the earth there's like another 
reality where people live like we do on the outside, right? Is that kind of what it's leaning towards? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to get into all of that, okay. you know, like okay. later on. But, I mean, if you look into Hollow Earth, there's a lot of different obvious, you know, like interpretations or stories about what might be inside the Hollow Earth. But some of them, like, it's a lot like our planet, but it's just a little different. There's a There was one I read about Hollow Earth that said the trees grow up to like thousands of feet tall and animals grow really big there because the sun is like really close to them because their sun is in the center of our Earth. So, Oh, I didn't even know there was a sun in there. (laughs) Yeah, so according to some Hollow Earth, I'm getting into Hollow Earth now, but according to some Hollow Earth theories, the sun is in the center of the universe or in the center of the Earth. Their sun is, Well, which is in in the middle of our Earth. So- um, not to detract too far from this, but have you have you ever heard the theory that why dinosaurs say or like any of the life back in um, that time period got so big is because the the oxygen levels were a lot higher than they are now? You ever heard that? Um, I've heard I've heard different things. I've heard it was because of like the food that they've eaten. Mm. I've heard that. Um, they're just reptiles and reptiles will get as big as like they need to be kind of deal like evolution. But yeah, but if not you, really sure. if you think about the oxygen thing, say like, OK, if the oxygen is richer, then plants grow bigger. And then I guess technically the animals will grow bigger, yada, yada, yada. So when you say the things about if they have huge animals and trees what if in the hollow earth they had a higher concentrate of oxygen or something? Wouldn't that be trippy? Yeah, I mean, that could be... The oxygen actually does get thicker as you c- get closer to the center of the earth. Like, oxygen, obviously, for us is a lot thicker than it is up in the like stratosphere. So yeah. that, that does actually make sense. The huh. only thing is, I don't think plants would grow bigger with more oxygen because they take in carbon dioxide. They don't live off of oxygen. Yeah. I, I don't but know. But animals do, so. It was just like a theory um, of why the dinosaurs got so large, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I, obviously, that we is, don't know if it's true or not. That is interesting. And supposedly dinosaurs, as we learned in two weeks ago episode, <sighs> oh. possibly live in the center of Earth, <laughs> so we're bringing it back. That was perfect, like Phil. That, that was yeah. perfect. <laughs> so, uh, William's account is a little bit, like I said, it's a, it's different than Ralph's account, Ralph of Kogashell. I'm just calling him Ralph because I'm tired <laughs> of saying all that shit. But William's account is varies to Ralph's account. Um, in William's account, it is also the only one that claims that the girl eventually married. Uh, but there are different translations. Like I said before, this is probably, I think, written in Latin. Knightley's book, who I mentioned, has the husband being from Lena, and there's another book written at this time that I kind of didn't want to go into. It's lesser known. That was also written in the mid 1800s, and um, that writer has the man that she married from a town called Lynn. I'm not sure if that's Kings Lynn or if that's a different Lynn. But well, being so old, I mean, the town could have ch- changed its name. You know what I mean? Over time yeah. or whatever. But I was just thinking about this. <laughs> Knowing the time period, what if they just said she got married just so she wouldn't go to hell or something or whatever their religious beliefs were. 
I'm sure that something like that could have popped up. Yeah. I mean. Ooh, you can't be on wed, honey. You got to get married to someone, even if it's just a fake one. <laughs> even if it's just a, uh, what do they call that when they, when they get married for the insurance? <laughs> like <laughs> when two people just live together. Yeah. I could just, just for the health insurance. Could you see her? She's like, um, just, she's human now. And she's telling her story about living in earth or whatever. She's like, yeah, that's cool. But have you ever heard of Jesus Christ before? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of the LDS church? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so actually what you said about when possibly changing its name or not being any being there anymore. I was thinking about that town that I was living in, Hawkwold. Hmm. Um, do you remember the bridge that we cross to yeah. get into the town? Yeah. So the town actually used to be along the river, but the Black Plague hit the town so hard that they uh, burned down the town and they rebuilt it a few miles away. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. The plague hit the town that hard. That Damn, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, wow. it was a, originally it was Hawkwald and then a different village of Wilton, but they combined them. And I don't know why C-U-M is the... <laughs> The word for and, but whatever, <laughs> however, you know, languages. But so basically getting back to wherever the fuck I was. Uh, yeah. So like I said, Ralph and uh, Williams books differ. The reason why I like Williams, uh, Ralph, actually his only witness to this was I mentioned um, the DeCown home before. His only witness is actually DeCown himself. So that's kind of why, like, it could either be a super good witness or it could be, like, a full of shit witness. Yeah. I know. And there's no way to actually know the truth. Yeah. And the the most important thing is William of Newburgh's book doesn't actually have the children being taken to the DeCon home at all. That means that none of his witnesses, like, told him that the DeCon home was involved at all. But... Ralph's only witness, DeCon himself, said, yeah, they were taken to my house. Eventually, she became my servant, and we took care of her, and she met her husband. You know what I mean? Like, or no, he said he never, Ralph never actually said that she got married. That's how one of the ways. Okay. Had. All right. It's kind of, it's a little confusing. I'm yeah. trying to keep it all straight myself. But. <laughs> we're Basically, what you're trying to do is determine whether the story actually has any credence or if you're finding in irregular irregular I can't even say irregularities within the book itself to prove if the entire story is just horseshit anyway. Yeah, the like the other like other main reason I don't like Ralph's version of it is because his story was put inside of a book that he wrote that had other fantastic stories that were most definitely full of shit. So yeah, that that's the reason help. that's kind of the reason I also don't like his story. So yeah, and doesn't help his case at all. Yeah. He didn't do very good. Uh, he didn't do his due diligence, either, <laughs> not even by 1200 AD standards. So, so basically I'm done kind of talking about them. I'm going to go into a few of the different theories okay. that uh, kind of like where the children came from, who they were, uh, that kind of stuff. So right off the bat, I'm going to jump into it. We mentioned it before. Fairies. Okay. Uh, there is there is a theory that these children could be fairies. Um, either like a kind of a – fairies are usually thought to be like very, very small. So they could be like fairies that magically turned into normal-looking humans or kind of like crossbreed type fairies. 
Well, but there there is a theory that it's the greenish skin and the fact that they kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So actually, I mean, from what I've researched with the fairies or um, whatever the mythological creatures around England and uh, Scotland and all that, like I think some there's like a shitload of different species. I'm air quoting here species of uh, fairies. So I think. They can be small, like your traditional Tinkerbell one or whatever, or they can be like human size almost because they're almost more of like a a devil than like what we think of a fairy. You know what I mean? Like a trickster. Yeah, I can see that. Um, like they're you, all. Remember, like, do you remember the changeling from Star Trek? <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> know they had that in there, but <clears throat> no, the changeling is like a mischievous fairy that basically takes over somebody's body or whatever, like switches, steals oh, babies a, and stuff. That's a like Loki in Nordic re- religion, isn't yeah. it? Pathology. Yeah. Pathology. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The the whole thing about you talking about them being green and stuff, like if we were to believe fairies are even real, that's kind of like um, pushing it in that direction, you know, that they could be fairies. Yeah, if I mean that's a that's a big if. If fairies do exist, then they possibly could be fairies. I also, from what I hear about fairies, I know that they have a very like strict diet. Like they only eat like certain things Which and would- nothing else. So the green beans thing could actually, you know, that kind of makes sense a little bit. If yeah. they were fairies, they only eat certain things. I mean, where else better to hide than in the center of the earth too? Or wherever, inside of the Earth or whatnot. Or a possible alternate dimension with only fairies populating it or, you know. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So that's actually my my next one is that they came from an alternate dimension or an alternate timeline or some kind of outside of our own basic uh, the wolf pit kind of acted as a doorway to this other dimension and the people there just happen to be green. The village that they came from is called, or the county or the state that they came from is called St. Martin's Land. And maybe they look like that because in their dimension, the sun's a little bit different. Like it's a different type or it's made out of different material, not hydrogen and helium. Isn't that one of the leading theories with the hollow earth that inside of the earth is like an in- interdimensional portal or there's portals inside of the earth? I feel like I've heard that before on like, um, cause some people claim aliens go in there or whatever to travel. Yes. That's uh that's also a hollow earth theory too. And also it's kind of said that like, there's different speculations, but like that sun that's supposedly in the center of the earth is much different, obviously than like our sun soul. <laughs> so I don't think our sun would fit inside of the earth. Would it? No, it, it wouldn't obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think many stars in the galaxy would so, fit in our, the center of our Earth. Yeah. <laughs> so if um, so if the kids were from another dimension inside of the Earth or wherever, then would they be like English people but just green and prefer to eat stalks of green beans? Yeah, I mean, if they were from an alternate dimension or uh. Some something like that. They wouldn't necessarily be English. It is in the story. It's huh. said that they spoke a different language, 
and All eventually right. learned the language. So possibly they were from the same, like on the planet that they lived, which is also Earth. They lived on the land that's England, but possibly it was called St. Martin's Land. So, so in this, I didn't mention this, but in the <clears throat> some of the research that I did, they said that they were actually Christian in St. Martin's Land. <laughs> of course they Obvi- were. Obviously, you yeah. You couldn't be anything else. They would have fucking killed him if they weren't. So, <laughs> um, so I was thinking, okay, let's say they're from a different, a parallel universe or something, right? They're green. So technically, mm-hmm. right now, there could be two green people recording Subliminal Deception podcasts in their dimension, right? Dude, this is way off the topic, but I just watched <laughs> Us last night. <gasps> Don't spoil it. I still need to watch it. All right, never mind. I won't fucking spoil it. <laughs> Rent it. It's fucking great. I, I've heard. So, I've heard it is. I was thinking about it. Yeah, I'm gonna start. Like, I didn't watch the last one that he the he directed, but I'm you, gonna watch it now just because that was so good. You've never watched Get Out? Get Out. That's the one. Oh, no, I haven't watched it. Fuck, it's good, man. Anybody out there watch it? It's super good. I wouldn't even say it's a horror movie. It's more like a thriller. That's how this one was. Was it more thrillerish? I kind of know the premise, but I definitely don't want to be spoiled. I'm sure nobody else wants to be spoiled either. No, I'm not going to spoil it for you, <clears throat> but I just want to say, like, it kind of, like, it really, I was watching Us as I was writing this, and I was like, holy shit, like, <laughs> this theory <laughs> down, but whatever. So the next one I'm going to go into is, you kind of mentioned it before, so I'm going to only a little bit, Underground Civilization, obviously, portals the wolf pit acted as a portal to this underground civilization or possible hollow earth type situation um it matches up with the fact that the sun isn't very strong because obviously that tiny little sun in the center of the earth wouldn't put out much light but apparently they have flora and fauna down there so well yeah if they have humongous trees and stuff i mean obviously there's plant life and whatever I don't, when I when you first started telling the story, I'm like, okay, obviously you're relating this to Hollow Earth, but it's like if there's a series of caves or canals deep enough down there that just ended up leading to a city, that uh, that'd be trippy as fuck. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, a lot of the Hollow Earth has like openings acting as portals that take you to the Hollow Earth, and some people have it as like you have to go down an actual tunnel. So I'm not really sure if you would say that these kids went through a portal or came up through a tunnel. Some there's a there's a really old like 1700s uh, scientist who theorized that the Earth's crust was 800 miles thick, and underneath the Earth's crust is the hollow Earth. And they kind of like live like they walk on like the ceiling almost. Yeah, kind of how they do it. Yeah. That's, okay. Huh. That's kind of the illustration he made, but it's pretty interesting if you get into it. We're gonna talk about it obviously in like you know however many weeks, but so um, I kind of am curious now if like it would even physically be possible to have a hollow Earth. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, really, like could it be stable enough to be like that? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like how they make arches is um, nothing's really holding up the art the arch. But, like, the circular form kind of holds it all together. So if the Earth was hollow but had that circular form, it would all hold itself together. That's a good point, actually. Huh. Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, continue It'd on. have to be super thick, but... Yeah, whatever. yeah, right. 
So the last thing I'm going to go, oh, no, I actually have a few more. I had some on the next page. So <laughs> this is taking a little bit longer than I thought. So the next thing I'm going to talk about, obviously, very close to Rendlesham Forest, very close to RAF Woodbridge, aliens. That's uh, These kids, yeah. They, de- You know what's the weird thing? Like, obviously, for some reason, I feel like a while ago, like the green-gray thing was a big thing, you know? And then it's like all of a sudden, then now they're just grays and white or whatever. So uh, this is a, it's an interest. It would be like the aliens from the movie Signs, right? Yeah. If you go like on the internet, look up the different races of supposed aliens, there are little green men styled ones. They're styled after like the 1950s, like sci-fi movies. Hmm. But Okay. So there's supposedly a real alien race that is green. Yeah, supposedly. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So these aliens could have dropped these kids off and then kind of planted them on Earth, possibly hybrids, uh, setting up kind of like a line or spying on humans, doing, you know, anything you can think of. It's kind of where I was going with this theory. But I mean, I could see that. Parents miss, we've all seen Joe Dirt. He just gets accidentally misplaced at the Grand Canyon, right? I mean, maybe aliens were visiting yeah. Wolf Pit or whatever and just accidentally left the kids there. Possibly the Jelly Green Giant people <laughs> just uh, stopped he, the saucer for a smoke and forgot the kids. He's, you know? He was blasted and he just, he just <laughs> forgot about it. I'm still leaning on the Green, the Jolly Green Giant. I think he's involved in this somehow. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking of like an angle. If you think about it, that one, like the chick who survived, if she actually did have a husband and kids, she could have like a whole line right now. Former prime ministers, former like king or queen, very important people in England could have moved to America, could even have become president, you know, possibly just an opportune place to set some. So you you think... For a strange girl found in the middle of nowhere, she had she's ascended power that quickly. Yeah, no, not her. Her descendants. Her de- well, I'm saying, I mean, she would probably have to have a hand in it, right? Well, I mean, I maybe get- she's a sleeper. Yeah, that's true. Hmm, maybe. What are you up shitting to, out Queen? A, shitting out a bunch of Manchurian candidates. <laughs> so my next two, I'm gonna go through these really quick because they're just kind of the uh, next one's kind of funny. It's Irish spies. Okay. Yep. And because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they got the green skin. I haven't. They didn't say anything about their hair, but I imagine the hair is red. So could they be St. Patrick's Day time travelers? They could be. <laughs> I mean, that green skin did go away pretty quick. Like they had a weird hot tub time machine with uh, experience with like Jameson and Guinness or something, and they got transported back in time. <laughs> That would explain why they didn't want to eat any of their crappy food. <laughs> they just want the junk food. But if they were Irish spies, come to think of it, they would only want to eat potatoes. Mm, so right. That maybe of, there's a hole in that theory. Maybe they were so blasted they thought that a potato was inside a beanstalk. That also could have happened. <laughs> With the Irish, anything's possible. <laughs> anyway, so continue. My, uh, I'm going to just jump straight to the last theory. Um, these were just some sick kids who got lost from a couple villages over. Uh, You mentioned jaundice before. There are diseases where your skin turns different colors, um, either from like a deficiency or in their diet or maybe something that they're missing out on. 
And then when they were actually taken care of, their skin turned back to normal. Like you said before, people didn't really get out much yeah. back then. So if they spoke English but had a different dialect, um, it could possibly – that could be it. And then once they learned the dialect and how to speak it, it was that easy. Just – they didn't have to learn the language. They already knew English so, or whatever ang- the Anglo-Saxons you know, people spoke. Did you, but, did you look up what diseases make your skin turn green or like what deficiencies or whatever? I know it was – like a deficiency in like not eating enough uh, like vitamins, like mm. certain kind of vitamins yeah. that we get a lot of in our food. Yeah, but I didn't of... actually take a look at what these actual diseases were. Let me see. Okay. So actually, uh, I just looked it up. It's called hypochromic anemia. Hmm. Hypochromic anemia is a generic term for any type of anemia in which red blood cells are – well, it's basically like uh, – just your skin turns green. So I don't want to get into the whole thing because it'll take like 10 minutes to describe <laughs> it. But Basically, hypochromic anemia. Well, I think regular anemia is when your red blood cells aren't getting enough iron. So I assume it's just something along those lines. Um, so, yeah, I guess it could make sense. The two kids were just super sick. Uh, maybe... It's an illness that causes amnesia, maybe, or something. They don't really know. It could also be a disease that caused that kid to die, too. So right. They said that that kid got sick and died. It, I mean, if he died from that anemia, I mean. That's a good point, actually. Um, so kind of the theory is that these kids actually uh, were from a village not too far away called Fordham. Uh, the research that I did said it was six miles away, but I know for a fact. It's a lot further away than that because <laughs> it's the the highway that you take after the five ways at the McDonald's. It's right to the like a few miles down from there. So it can't be only six miles. But it would explain like if these kids basically got lost down in a mine shaft and just kind of popped out in, you know, some random field. It would explain why they spoke a different dialect. Uh, it explains maybe why they were sickly why they were so scared. Uh, They also said that they basically got um, kind of popped out of that wolf pit when they saw the light. So if you finally, if you were down in like a tunnel for a really long time and you saw any light, you would just run towards it. So, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I'm sure they'd be fucking terrified and want to get out of there. Oh yeah. And I'm sure like, I don't know how long it takes for, like whatever disease they had to like take effect. But if you like, they would have had it, it wasn't six miles away, but it's more like, I think 13 miles away is what Google maps told me. And that's with, that's with um, the roads that we have now. So obviously those roads weren't there 900, whatever years ago, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I'm sure the McDonald's wasn't there either. No, I'm sure it's not, (laughs) but I actually had a couple friends who lived in Fordham um, out there, but the um so that's kind of the most if this story actually did happen which is a a super big if that's kind of like the most obvious theory that it could be so but. so basically um your entire thing here is kind of a roundabout way of telling one story about said hollow earth that these kids could have came out of essentially right 
Yeah, so, I mean, this is one of the Hollow Earth stories. I was the gonna, possible Hollow Earth stories. I was going to say, I'm sure there's a lot of them. Uh, I'm kind of, kind of surprised you didn't include in your theories uh, that they could be reptilian kids. Yeah, they could be reptilian hybrids. I mean, Isn't that, that is a little, that's a little bit of a mix of the aliens and the Hollow Earth. That's right. But, that's yeah. a good point. Because, I mean, the reptilians are supposedly living in the hollow earth or like underground right yeah living in disgusting tunnels <laughs> under the earth that supposedly <laughs> and stink like and the kid, horrible the kids are green i mean obviously um, david ike would uh claim they're reptilian kids but uh that's his opinion so and it also would go with the manchurian candidate future too but you know good point we're solving yeah. this bitch all right phil so um oh i was gonna ask what do you think about this Perfect. Um, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think they came from a hollow earth. I can, I think I can say that pretty confidently, but it's a very intriguing story because the story's, you know, 900 years old. There's a lot of the game of telephone that gets mixed up when you're trying to recall a story from that old or trying to get data from that old or whatever. I could very well see the kids were sick. They got lost, and they just got taken in. I could definitely see that um, if we're trying to keep this in the logical realm. But uh, I, 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 I think the story could be real, but I don't think they're like some plant kids that came from the center of the earth. Obviously, how about how about yourself? What do you think? Ooh, uh, well, I mean, obviously, sick kids from a few villages over is. Number one, I would give that much more than the Neil deGrasse Tyson 50-50. But <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 99% sick kids. And then uh, I like uh, actually what you mentioned, the uh, underground reptilians. I kind of yeah. like that. So I'm going to give that 1%. <laughs> you gave that to David Icke in 99%. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, fairies is kind of an interesting thing too, just because like so many, I had no idea how many people believe that fairies are real. Like, oh. It is a substantial number of people in like Europe. There is, and I should say not all of Europe. There, like weird parts of Europe, but yeah. I was gonna say there is actually two videos in pertaining to this that I seen on that paranormal Colin Camera show. One was a supposed video cover or video capture of a fairy, like you can barely see it. It looks like a bug. And then it just like attacks the family that's like watching it or whatever, and which was in England. And number two was this guy was uh, just navigating in a cave by himself because um, he was like a YouTuber or whatever. And he was going in, going in. He's like super far in this fucker. And there's just a little girl sitting in there by herself because she had gotten lost and just kept venturing in there and her parents were looking for her, right? But mm-hmm. she just, she didn't know how to get out. So she just kept going deeper and deeper and then kind of just got scared and stayed in there. So people get lost in caves, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is true. So um, I, I want to know like the story overall. Do you think the story is true? We're not saying whether what they are, what I'm just saying, do you think the story itself could be true? Like, they actually found two green kids randomly. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, it is possible that they just kind of found these kids 
and maybe they just kind of looked a little different and then their differences got exaggerated. I think that happens a lot. Yeah, like they could so. be super dirty or something and maybe looked green and or they I mean, obviously this is a very like wet area. They could have just some green slime or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe maybe they got stained by like the grasses out there or something something happened to them where they had like green stains on the their skin was stained green. And well, then everyone's like, oh, their skin was green. Yeah. Of, well, I you know. think I think there's moors and marshes and all that shit around here. So Yeah, there is. Actually, the area, um, we actually went there. They have that huge cathedral, Ely, is uh, actually the whole thing is a marsh that's pumped out. So that is a really big marshland up there. You're okay. right. Well, I just, I just know that because of reading all the legends of fairies and shit like that's apparently where they live, uh, like in North North England or whatever. But uh, but anyway, Phil, so now if our fans would like to contact us about their feelings on the giant, <laughs> the Jolly Green Giants uh, missing children, where can they do that? And the fact that he's a fucking asshole of a father. <laughs> on Father's Day, nonetheless. So they can get a hold of us on Subliminal Deception Podcast on Instagram. Um Probably a lot of the listeners are already on there, but it's actually the best way to kind of like get a hold of us real quick. Uh, Cody also has a podcast uh, Instagram account. Yeah. You what can, is that one? You can get a hold of him at. Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Bumblebutt Podcast. That's my other podcast. Definitely check that one out. Um, if you like true crime and paranormal and all that fun stuff. The last. Oh, I was also going to say oh, you can ahead. get a hold of us at subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, right. We always forget about the email. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, I should should thank um, the gentleman from Freak Show as well because uh, we we must have talked about I needed to try to find something to watch, and he recommended Slasher on Netflix. Um, I've never I've have watched like the first episode. Have you watched the show before? No, I haven't. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's like a horror. Uh, uh, series or whatever, so I think he recommended because it it'd be right up my alley because I fucking love horror movies, but uh, anyway, the last thing we need to get out of the way is the iTunes reviews. Um, if you could help the, help the show out and just log on there, log in your Apple podcast, hit the five-star button, leave a stupid little comment, doesn't matter what you say, it'll help the show grow, and, uh, and I think that will do it for this week, Phil. I am ready to get out of here. Are you? Yep. Todd is fucking hell. Gotta <laughs> turn the AC back on. Yeah, we don't want you turning green now. Well, <laughs> anyway, guys, we will see you next week. All right, bye, guys.